0: What is going on, everyone? This is The Message with yours truly, Angel. Welcome, everyone, to episode 20, Is Patriotism Idolatry? In this episode, we're going to go into yet another controversial topic, which is politics. We're going to define what idolatry is, talk about the political climate we're in today, and how it's been, unfortunately, dividing up the church. My personal thoughts and everything. And of course, the most important question, are people idolizing this country? So if you're tuning in right now, thank you so much, first off. I hope you're doing well. And if not, just remember that there is a living God who has a plan for your life and wants you to trust him. So anyways, October was a crazy month, let me tell you. But in a good way, of course. Episode 19, Should Halloween Be Celebrated?, has reached so many parts of the world and i'm incredibly humbled that we have folks in sweden ireland canada the united kingdom south africa denmark india singapore poland mali turkey and malta tuning in forgive me for the long list but i can't help but acknowledge what a huge blessing it is to know the message is reaching so many different countries across the globe I have no clue how it's getting there. But then I remember what Genesis 39.3 says. Now his master saw that the Lord was with him and how the Lord caused all that he did to prosper in his hand. This reminds me that I'm really doing this podcast to spread the kingdom. And because of that, The Lord is allowing this podcast to prosper and continue growing month after month, and it's exciting to know that this means more people are being exposed to the gospel, which is amazing. I even recently had someone tell me that they started going to church again, and my podcast actually had a big influence in the way they perceived the Christian faith. I was incredibly humbled and honored, and to be honest, what bigger accomplishment in life is there than helping someone come back home, back home to Christ? What I love about the church is how it brings people together. You go to church and while, yes, you'll find some people being fake and hypocritical, you'll also be sure to find those who are aware of their circumstances. By that I mean, I'm not perfect and I fall, which is why I'm here. If I can have brothers and sisters on this journey with me, then that would be awesome. Church is meant to unite us because we are all God's creation, and we should all be in this together fighting for one another. Unfortunately, recently I haven't been seeing as much of that in some churches today. I think much of it is due to the climate we're in today regarding politics, especially in the United States. The 2018 midterm elections were just last night, and honestly, it felt like watching the NBA playoffs or the Super Bowl because... I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. If you don't watch the news or are aware of the results, the Democratic Party are now in control of the House of Representatives and the Republican Party are still in control over the Senate. The polls, surprisingly, have been very close between the two primary parties. From a poll last night as I was watching ABC Live covering the midterm election results, 77% of Americans today, uh, they believe that the country is more divided now than ever. Although I'm only 25 years old, I've never seen politics have such a huge impact on my generation as it has today, or on any generation at all. And I think it's a good thing because the youth now are more informed today than ever before with what's going on in society and the government. And I consider a lot of that to be due to social media, being on the computer, YouTube, and all these different things. And it's not just anymore what you're watching on tv or what a news network is showing you now it's you know what people are tweeting what people are posting on youtube their opinions on elections and the government so we're just being exposed to a lot more information today and more people today are vocal over their political beliefs and more than ever do i see division over it the 2016 presidential election was rough to say the least I've never seen an election as talked about as the past one. And again, forgive me for being young, but even looking back in the history books, and as far back as I can remember, I've never seen so much division over a presidential election. For example, when Barack Obama was running against Mitt Romney, you know, years ago, I didn't see so much backlash back and forth. I'm like, oh, you voted for Obama, or you voted for Mitt Romney. It there wasn't there wasn't that like what I saw. In the 2016 presidential election, you know what I mean? I mean, I remember being at work and hearing my office passionately talk about it. Let's just say there was definitely tension in the office the morning after Trump was elected to be president. I remember I wore a light blue dress shirt the next day and people had assumed that I had voted for Hillary, which I didn't. As a matter of fact, I didn't vote for Trump either. I didn't support either of them, so I voted for a third party. Did I expect that third party to win? No, not exactly. But it didn't sit well with me voting for someone that I didn't exactly support. To be perfectly honest, I really was rooting for Bernie Sanders to win the presidential election. That's just me, for those who were curious. To summarize what I'm trying to say is, politics, I believe more than ever, have drawn a line and have affected families, friendships, relationships, and believe it or not, even churches. I mean, check out this excerpt from a December 2016 article in the Wall Street Journal. On November 8th, white evangelical Christianity and I called it quits. She wrote in a message posted on Facebook. Miss Miller, a campus minister at the University of Oregon, says that exit polls showing that 81% of white evangelicals voted for Donald Trump revealed a divide over race that she, as a biracial woman, can't condone. Honestly... I can understand why Ms. Miller here made that decision. Although politics do have a place in churches for sure, unfortunately the values between different ethnic groups make it different for many to continue being part of a church whose leaders heavily support someone of the opposing party, especially the type of climate we're in today. In that same article, it says, but people who identified as white evangelical Christians as well as white Catholics supported Republican candidates. Groups that traditionally back Democratic candidates, including religious nuns or those without a religious affiliation, Hispanic Catholics and Jews, voted for Hillary Clinton. Is that of any surprise to anyone? (laughs) Now, while Christians do share a belief that Jesus Christ is the Messiah and died for our sins, with politics being as dividing as it has been recently, it's no wonder it's been cause for contention within the church. After all, how can a Hispanic family, where they may have a relative that may be an illegal immigrant, attend a church where their pastor is openly in favor of a wall being built and supports the president? Many pastors have been very vocal on their political beliefs recently. One extreme example is a pastor, which out of respect, I'm not gonna throw his name in there uh, because it doesn't really add anything to the conversation, but pretty much he went viral because he had made a video complaining about how Starbucks their cups for the holiday season were just red. They didn't have anything Christmas related or anything like that. And he felt they were pushing Christmas out. He's also shown extreme support for President Trump. And he has time and time again, especially on his Instagram mocked Democrats by calling them snowflakes and many other words, which I'm not gonna even bring up. Now, while I don't follow him on social media for obvious reasons, because I just don't agree with what he's saying, I had seen a picture he had posted of uh, a group of women lined up and they were dressed in prison uniform. And it had the caption, protesters wear Hillary's new fashion line. All right, so I don't know about you, but this bothered me greatly. And I'm choosing my words carefully here. I'm not trying to cast judgment on the next man because we all have our faults, but come on, this is just being extra. His Instagram is filled with political beliefs and his strong devotion to the president And it's really caused a lot of backlash amongst other Christians on this page. What is going on? We all share the same faith. Why are people leaving churches when at the end of the day, we all have the same goal here on earth? And that is to love one another and help bring others to Christ. I began to ask myself, have some Christians taken politics and their patriotism for this country just too far? have christians started to assume that being a good christian means being a good patriotic conservative republican other christians on the flip side condemning those who are simply republican before we go any further i want to talk a little bit about idolatry so what is idolatry according to merriam webster's dictionary idolatry is defined as one the worship of a physical object as a god And two, immoderate attachment or devotion to something. An example of idolatry can be seen in Exodus, when the Israelites constructed a golden calf to worship while Moses was on Mount Sinai with God. A modern example of idolatry today can be money. Money isn't bad, but the love of it has caused many people to stray away from God. There are too many people today who obsess over money and view money as a way to obtain happiness. I'm sorry, but God is the only way who can make us feel true joy in our lives. But because people believe the lie that money can make us happy, that makes it an idol. Basically, anything that takes a priority over God can be seen as an idol as well. Think about that too. How high is God on your list of priorities? And if he's not high, then I really strongly suggest you do your due diligence and work on changing that. So now the big question comes, are people, even some Christians, actually idolizing this country? I mean, could people actually be worshiping the flag or maybe even the president? Sounds far-fetched, right? I mean, how can somebody actually be worshiping this country and not know it, right? And yet, this is exactly what is happening in this country today. I know everything from here on out is going to ruffle some feathers, (laughs) I don't care. This needs to be said. We have millions of Christians who are making the United States of America an idol. How so? Let's take a look at one controversial example. The whole Colin Kaepernick situation. So Colin Kaepernick was the former quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers NFL team. He was receiving backlash for kneeling down during the National Anthem. Many people were extremely upset about this and felt he should be standing because it was disrespecting the flag and its troops. Here's my issue with this, right? Disrespecting the flag? Does anyone see anything odd about that question? If I throw my iPhone across the room, am I disrespecting the iPhone by breaking it? (laughs) No, right? Why? Because it's an object, right? So why do people have such a strong emotional attachment to a flag? Remember the definition to idolatry. A second definition said idolatry is an immoderate attachment or strong devotion to something. Hey, it's not coming from me, it's coming from the dictionary. All right? Now I understand the flag represents freedom, but Kaepernick isn't protesting the flag, nor is he protesting the military. His intention, and he said it before, was to protest police brutality in the United States because he felt were targeted against minorities. He received backlash for participating in peaceful protests. What? Do people even understand that it was a soldier who suggested he kneel because beforehand he was just sitting on the bench? I mean, he now has an endorsement with Nike, and when this was first announced many people on social media were seen burning their nike brand clothing i'm sorry but you can't honestly say that's a healthy way of disagreeing with someone this is getting extreme yes some are going overboard with this devotion for this country and believe being a good christian equals being a good american have we forgotten that we are in this world but we are not of it this includes this country This country is not a nation of God, but it's a nation of this world, whether you like it or not. We need to stop thinking this nation was approved by God or something. Now, I don't speak for God, but I think politicians would be very surprised to see a Jesus more reminiscent of when he confronted the Pharisees for being hypocrites. And yet people say, God bless America. But why? Why is it God bless America? What has this country done for the right to be even saying that. If anything, has this country not turned away from God? And there are those that argue that this country has honored God from the beginning. My answer to that again is how? How is slaughtering Native Americans and pushing them out of their land and claiming it was manifest destiny godlike? How does having a slave plantation honor God? Was it not Moses, the prophet appointed by God? The one who went to Egypt to free those enslaved by the Pharaoh? Sent by God? Yahweh? Let's talk about the segregation. And the amount of African Americans who were beaten, killed, just because of the skin color. The internment camps of the Japanese during World War II. I mean, the list goes on. Listen, I did my research. I loved history class in school, so (laughs) believe me. I did my research, but again, I ask... What makes this country so deserving of saying such a statement as God bless America? I've been frustrated with this for a long time. I mean, in a recent rap battle, I spent my whole third round discussing how Christians were idolizing this country. I'll be sure to link the rap battle in the show notes, but I remember saying, and yet there's Christians out there who hate me for disagreeing with policies. I just want you to know that's a fine line between patriotism and idolatry. (gasps) Man, let's talk. Yeah. Uh, Because patriotism is where I see some of the most arrogant acts. I mean, who knew the golden calf would turn to the American flag? How scary is that? We need to start thinking about where our allegiance lies. Is it more to this country than it is to God? Have we let politics get in the way of loving others? Have we lost compassion due to politics? I've seen Christians on Facebook speak so harshly on illegal immigrants, and it's heartbreaking to say the least. I've seen supposed Christians lack so much empathy and compassion to families that are so desperate to seek a better life. Do we forget that Jesus was snuck into Egypt to avoid being killed as an infant? People... Just have no idea what it's like to live in poverty and love to judge. To have no idea what it's like to live in a country where drugs and gangs rule the streets and you live in constant fear of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. There are Christians who have no idea what it's like to face religious persecution. There are way too many Christians who lack empathy and are not reflecting the love of God. With everything I've been saying, I'm sure you're curious as to how I feel about the president. First off, I do not hate President Trump, but I do disagree with him. I personally don't understand why so many evangelical Christians go hard for that man. They get very passionate when speaking on the president and can get extremely offended if someone criticizes them. This is what confuses me. If he was a former pastor or was shown to be a walking great example, a good ambassador of God, then that's fine. But unfortunately, and I'm not trying to judge, but His walk doesn't exactly reflect Christ very well. And that's just my opinion. With that being said, though, we should pray for the president because at the end of the day, God did allow him to be in that position. I didn't vote for him, nor do I plan in 2020, but I do realize he is someone who needs Christ in his life, and we should pray for his salvation. Let's remember that salvation isn't earned. I don't deserve to go to heaven, and yet it's by grace that I am saved. But let's not condemn others when we didn't earn our salvation in the first place. Now, I know it isn't easy, but God calls us to make the tough choices. In 1 Timothy 2 verses 1 through 4, it says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. If God wants that, then so should we. Neither political party is perfect. In an article on ChristianCentury.org, Peter Boteneff of St. Vladimir's Orthodox Theological Seminary says, Many Democrats and many Republicans... Feel with great conviction that their choice is the truly Christian one. But let's face it, neither party today truly and fully embodies Christ's values, and neither presents the only right solution. And I believe that to be true. My advice, let's be aware that neither political party is of God. Let's remember that this isn't the new heaven on earth yet, and that this is a world still filled with sin and corruption with the enemy running amok. Let's remember that the united states is not a true 100 percent christian nation it never was one and it never will be the republican party is not the god party or the jesus party no matter how much they try to paint it to be that way and the democratic party has many of its faults too as well i disagree with many democratic and republican beliefs which is why i consider myself to be independent but let's be more tolerant of each other folks Let's try to be more understanding of one another. Let's show more empathy and compassion. Let's focus less on being good Americans and focus more on being good ambassadors of Christ. Let's fight for justice and help the poor. Let's stop looking at an ethnic group and immediately showing prejudice. Let's stop looking at white Christians as radical Trump supporters. Let's stop looking at Hispanics as illegal immigrants who are only here to take advantage of this country. Let's stop looking at African-Americans and assuming they're going to commit a crime. There's only one race, and that is the human race. You think heaven is segregated? You think Jesus treats one person differently as opposed to the other because of the color of their skin? Absolutely not. It sounds ridiculous even thinking that to be true. Remember what the Bible says in Matthew 22, verses 36 to 40. Teacher, what is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied you must love the Lord your God with all your heart all your soul and all your mind this is the first and greatest commandment a second is equally important love your neighbor as yourself the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments if you're an American living in the United States you need to make sure you're living this if not You really need to examine your heart and ask the Lord to transform it to be more like his. So as we close this podcast episode, I really want to end this in prayer because more than ever, we need to realize that we are first and foremost children of God. Our allegiance shall lie in the Lamb, not to some political party that isn't rooted in Christ. Our priority should always to seek his presence and do what we can day by day to be more like him. So wherever you are, I'd like it if you were to join me in prayer. Let's pray for this country, the world we live in, and of course, the president. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this amazing day. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy that you show upon us each and every day. The world we live in today, unfortunately, doesn't always reflect what you show us. Father, we are in a very divided world where churches are divided, Racial intolerance is still rampant, and compassion is scarce. Lord, help us examine our hearts. Are we being more like you? Or are we reflecting the world instead of the kingdom? Is there an area in our hearts that does not please you? Please help us remove it, and may you take its place. We pray, Lord, that we may be tolerant of others regardless of race, political belief, gender, or any area that we may disagree with. We pray for President Trump as well, Lord. May you protect him, may you guide him, and may you have an encounter with him that will help him seek you with all of his heart. We thank you, Father, because we know at the end of the day, you are always in control. Let our trust always lie in you and not in a country that is of this world. Lord, we thank you for all that you are, for what you've done, and for what you will do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. It was awesome having you. And I do hope that you enjoyed this episode. It was a tough episode to write because I know so many Christians had different political beliefs, but I know how necessary it is for them to hear this. And even for non-believers listening, it's for you too. First and foremost, I do believe that a seed has been planted and will be watered in Jesus' name. And I just want everyone listening to Look at their patriotism under a different light. Are we proud to be an American? Or have we let our devotion to this country lead to an extreme resulting in idolatry? The world we live in isn't perfect, but let's make sure our focus is on the one who is. I hope this was able to stir a different way of thinking. I definitely would love if you were to share this with a friend who may have a different political belief than you or just someone who you think may be going too hard on their patriotism. So yeah, share this with someone who you think may be in need of this, and talk to me also. Hit me up on social media with any questions you may have on this episode. I answer everything, so feel free to get in contact with me. Please make sure also that you're subscribed as I release a new episode currently every seventh of the month, and being subscribed means you get sent the episode the moment it's released, making it super convenient for you the podcast is available on itunes soundcloud spotify and of course my website i also want to let you guys know we have some big things coming to the podcast very soon i know guests have been something that you guys have requested and would like to see on the show so just know i have been listening I know you guys do a lot of listening, you know, in regards to me, listening to me, but I've also been listening to you guys and just know 2019 is going to bring some interesting new elements to the message podcast. But anyways, God bless you and thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, folks, this has been the message with Angel.